Welcome to the Team Vortex Podcast, recorded August 11, 2020, Episode 2, Boss Battles, Part 1. So Andrew, guess what? Yes! We now have a published podcast! Podcast. Guess what else? What else? We have an email address. I guess. And it is teamvortexpodcast at gmail.com. Well done. Well done. But, uh, ah! Mike and Ike's. Come on, my mic. They have escapes. No, they escape. No, I was going to say, like, Borderlands 2, though, had actually a really good boss again. That was a level 52. And even if you maxed out, you were a level 50. You're talking about the warrior? No, I'm talking about the, the, uh, the giant tentacle thing. <laughs> Three is the new, new one, but the pre-sequel came out before that. Once again, getting into the sequential order of games that really is confusing. Ah, uh, Terramorphous the Invincible was a raid in Borderlands 2. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about one of the, the raids. Giant, the giant creature thing, yeah. That that was a raid. That wasn't the final boss. That was an optional boss. No, well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is he was he was the boss? I very specifically remember because he was a rat. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he was... No, he was a, he's actually a tentacle creature, but at any time I say the word rat, is usually rat bleep. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what their their species is called. Uh, it's a tougher follow-up to the Cromorax. The Invincible found a secret army of General Nox out. Oh, so he's actually a follow-up character to the original Borderlands. That, maybe that's a good very confused. It's been a long time since I played that game. So it's an enormous, unique thresher that is only accessible once the main story. Pressure mod. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, Terramorphus can be fought multiple times for the cost of eight iridium to access Terramorphus Peak. Uh, it will drop different loot each time, including legendary items. Yeah. It's a mission called "You Will Die." Seriously. Oh, my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite um, DLC for that game though was the uh, the D and D one. Yeah, there was a Tiny Tina. Um, I forget what it was called. It was like Tiny Tina's something, but it was it was like D and D themed, so it was like super goofy. Like one of the grenade mods you could get was magic missile. What? Yes. Tiny Tina's assault on Dragon Keep. Yeah. What? It just oh, magic missile. <laughs> well, what's funny is she's your DM, and I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's it shows her. I had so much fun playing through that one. It was so stupid. Come on, don't, don't mess with this. So it takes place after Borderlands, uh, after the events of Borderlands 2, Tina and the first group of Vault Hunters decided to play Bunkers and Badasses. Pandora's opinions to the tabletop game, Dungeons and Dragons. Tina serves as the Bunker Master. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, that's actually pretty sweet. New gun, shields, fantasy themed class mods, and spells like grenade mods, or spell like grenade mods. Oh, interesting. That's pretty. Oh, wait, what? A new type of chest called a dice chest will appear with two tw- with two d twenties on the top. A 
Open the chess tournament rules one d twenty day, not shot in the way to determine the rarity of the leagues of the chess twenty day highest list. I don't remember that part. Spending five iridium rules, both d twenties with advantage. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't remember the higher outcome from both of those to determine the rarity. That's kind of cool, actually. Roll that twenty on it. What was the? You remember in? I don't know. You played Borderlands too, right? I played it, but we're talking about. You remember Handsome Jack talking about the horse made of like diamonds and stuff? I I remember Handsome Jack. I don't remember that conversation specifically. Well, it was in it was in the early part of the game. Horse or unicorn? Was it a horse or a unicorn? I can't remember. Was actually a character. What? Yes. <laughs> Wait, how is it? Let me explain. Elaborate. Uh, she's the one you rescue from Handsome Jack because I think Handsome Jack is the boss of the whole thing, but just in right D and D form. And I'm talking really fast, sorry. Uh, but it was so weird. What? <sighs> just type in Borderlands 2 Diamond Unicorn and you'll probably find it. So I personally have no experience with Borderlands because I've never played Borderlands. I mean, you mean Butt Stallion? Butt Stallion! <laughs> That's, I'm not kidding. That's actually the name of it. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like Rarity from uh, My Little Pony. It totally does. Why is this a thing? What? I don't know. It was so stupid, it's but it's... Thing. That's just them being just like, okay, what, what can we do with this? <laughs> there, there weren't a whole lot of, of bosses I remember from Borderlands 2, unfortunately, uh, other than Terramorphous the Invincible. He, he's just the one that stands out of my mind. I remember the one thing that its name was in... Uh, it's not... It was, oh, its name was in Binary. That's what it was. It was, it was like... 001010? Was it something like that? It was, it was super long. But it was a I, giant... I vaguely remember that boss. It was I, a I giant robot that. thing. Because I remember doing a lot of like running that that over and over again to I get a specific that. weapon. Why does that sound familiar? <laughs> it sounds so familiar. I just... I haven't even gotten a chance to play this. I don't know. I probably should have said that. I haven't just because it was. Uh, I don't know. I just haven't seen anything that makes me really want to want to get involved. But the jump from one to two was great. I don't know if the jump from two to three was. Well, it, it didn't go from two to three. It went from two to pre sequel and then pre sequel to three. Right. There was a because the main characters of pre sequel is Athena. Forget the gunslinger chick and Athena. Or no, I just said Athena twice. I, you know, Wilhelm. I waited. Wilhelm. I waited and I, I didn't say anything and I just It was Wilhelm, out. Athena, Handsome Jack, clone, or no, he's a Handsome Jack clone. He was a body double. Huh. He was meant to basically be thing people shot at. Um, and then the gunslinger chick that I can't remember. Gotcha. Now, as I did some research for, for this episode, I wanted to look up. What do other people rank as like the, the hardest bosses in video games? I looked up I have two lists. The Forgotten Sun or whatever that his name what is. is. Forgotten Sun from Dark Souls three Yeah, three. I don't know if he's in there. One of them, and on two different lists, were Donkey Kong. <laughs> and I know we just talked about Donkey Kong last episode. Uh, but at least two different lists have Which, listed Donkey Kong as the entire game. As a boss battle, yeah, just sense. just the whole thing. Yeah. They're like, yeah, he's a pretty tough boss. He's not exactly going to go full frontal on him. Gotta gotta weave around. 
Um, oh, good lord. But I think the the one that, that probably sticks out in a lot of people's mind has to be Dark Souls. Probably Orange City Spot. It, maybe maybe it's like like a, a hyped up one, maybe a little too mainstream for that, but I mean, that boss... The irony, I only had to fight them three times. And I did not have a problem with it. Really? As strange as it sounds, I didn't have a problem with them that much. I had a lot more problems on... Oh, good lord, the the bed of of chaos. It's, It's literally a boss that does not reset. But every time you come in, you come down a ramp. So you can't retreat or do anything else. Right. You slide down a ramp, and then you're immediately put into this in front of this big tree thing that's got one big spike on the left side, one big spike on the right side, and a big bunch of brambles in the middle. And you take out one side, and you either have to do it at a range with a bow, which you're super, super lucky if you're a ranged character, because you can take it out from a distance and not have to worry about getting whacked by arms, because <laughs> it literally is a living tree that'll lift up its arms and slap you around. So it's essentially the Dark Souls Whomping Willow. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. I knew I would get Alex with that one. I knew if I brought the Whopping Willow reference, he'd go, yeah, all right. <laughs> and, well, then then the floor starts to cave in. So now you have to weave around it slapping at you, because it'll also, like, s- like, throw its arms in line with the floor, so you have to, like, dodge that, and it's it takes, like, so much effort, like, I swear. It's, I wonder if it never resets, either. Like, once you damage one side, that, that side's done. Now you just have to get from over there and then to the middle. I find it so interesting that they, uh, it almost sounded like they did like a copy pasta of that boss in Dark Souls 3. Well, no, like that. You do almost the exact same thing, but it has, it, like, it lifts up its foot. I remember lifting up its foot and you have to, like, go after the, the little. The infection. Yeah, the infection that's, like, underneath its foot and you had to, like, stab out a few times. Well, no, in, in Dark Souls 3, because they, in Dark Souls 3, they're, I don't know if they did it too. They included phase shifts. So now it's like, the boss will fight completely differently, like their first half they will fight a certain way, and then the second phase will come in and then they'll fight completely differently. Like the main boss, or the first boss you ever fight in that game is a very good example of that. Because it's like, you'll get a, he'll fight normally just like stabbing at you with this big spear thing and blah blah blah. And then once you hit halfway down, then it's like the corruption or whatever that's main focuses of the game will like take over him and he'll have this like giant arm and stuff and he'll like it, it changes the fight completely and now it's like his moveset's completely different like cable from uh from marvel 2 with the, with the arm kind of sort of kind of sort of it's weird but then they have uh, the final boss actually like changes phases multiple times it's the, the soul of cinder that's a, that's a something i've always loved in, in video games you have bosses that change you know, like a third of the way through the fight. Or the, the one thing I hate, and, and this is, I don't know if this is a Dark Soulsism or if this is like, oh, this might be a Ninja Gaiden thing. Uh, Ninja Gaiden on the Xbox. Not not Ninja Gaiden NES, which we'll talk about a little bit. Okay. Um, bosses that take a certain amount of damage and they phase shift. But the problem is, is that when that boss reaches that damage threshold, you can't damage them anymore until they go into their next Oh, phase good lord. Oh. There was... Uh, you know they, exactly what I'm talking about, where it's like, oh, look, I'm going to do all this damage to this boss, and he goes, 
it, like just a little. And now it just off. doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything because it's like, oh, the boss has to change phases now. It's like, no, I was doing damage. Stop. Okay, let me kill you. Yeah, yeah, I can talk about definitely one. Uh, so in Kingdom Hearts One, there's a boss that you fight that basically literally starts out with a magic shield that you have to throw magic at him. Like you better make sure you have a lot of magic power because. The only way you're going to basically destroy his shield is if you use all kinds of magic that you got. Personally, I use lightning. or uh, The lightning. one thing I never focus on in the Kingdom Hearts no, no, games. Right. Are you talking about um, Kurt Ziza? Who was that boss? Agrabah. That must have been a boss I never faced. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he returns like uh, after you return about after going through about halfway through the game. The one I'm thinking of is the uh, the, the specter in uh, in Peter Pan's world. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. the Phantom. That I I never beaten that boss, and he literally has Doom from Final Fantasy. He just goes up, oh, Doom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you you you're just you're dead. No, that that one I do remember that one a whole lot. Um, you, had, you had to use time stop. You, you had to stop the clock because you had to literally stop the clock like every probably twenty seconds. Right. You had to try to hit him, which. The lock-on system in, that, in Kingdom Hearts 1 sucked mm-hmm. with flight yeah. because the, oh, the it would God. arc underneath and half the time it would miss. Mm-hmm. You only had three things you can hit him with, and that was fire, thunder, and water. And maybe arrows in there, too. Oh, no, oh, no, no, it was fire, uh, blizzard, blizzard. No, fire, blizzard, and thunder. Yeah, thunder. But yeah. then if it was white, you had to just go up and hit him with your, with your key. Exactly. The problem is that you couldn't stop time while you're next to him because you have to be next to the clock. Mm-hmm. And if Donald or Goofy dies, they can't replenish. You, they they can't help you. No, exactly. <laughs> they are knocked out permanently, like for the rest of that fight. Mm-hmm. So good luck. You have to watch that clock. Wait for the sound when that clock starts going. You better stop that clock. Yeah, like, it, immediately. Every time that clock move, I think it moves like one minute every second or something like that. If I remember right. Yeah. And every time it reaches an hour mark. The Spectre would use Doom on one of your characters. And Doom is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You straight up cannot stop Doom once it happens. It's just a clock over your head and it gives you a countdown timer. It's like, well, you have 10 seconds left to live. Good luck. Pretty much. I must have not fought that. That was a secret battle. It is a secret battle. So oh, okay. The, the, that was only so that you could get uh, Ultima. Uh, and, and now, that actually was a prerequisite to get to Ultima because that was the only way you can get Thundaga. Yeah, okay. Or was it Blizzard? I can't remember. It's one of one of them <laughs> is locked behind that Spectre boss. No, it was the time stop. Yeah, t- yeah, Stopja. Yeah, Stopka. 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 Yeah, that's what it was. You had to get the last bit of time stop. And then you had to go talk to Merlin to go get Ultima. Now granted you can you can face off against Ansem without Ultima. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. As long well, as you got something decently powerful. I was gonna say I was literally like 20 minutes away from beating the game before I stopped playing Kingdom Hearts 2 because I think I lost the disc. Oh. And now I have the Kingdom Hearts 3 point, or not 3, uh, 2 point, or 1.5 and 2.5 or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And I have yet to get that far because I'm still playing through the first one. Yeah. Don't bother with... Um... No, I'm not doing grinding. No, no, no. I'm not going to say, don't bother with the uh, the Game Boy Advance or Ch- uh, Chain of Memories. Don't yeah. bother with Chain of Memories. No. I thought I was going to have a good time with Chain of Memories. I did too. And I get to the game and it's like, oh, you're running a card system. You can't just go wail and do... What? Yeah, you, yeah. your moves are based off of your cards. I hate 
that card I, system. I understand why for a Game Boy game, I get it. Yeah. I don't understand the PlayStation version. Oh, no. Why did they not just take that and make it a Kingdom Hearts game, throw out the card system, or make that like an optional thing? Hey, if you want to play like the Game Boy, sure. Well, guess what? Now we have a new Kingdom Hearts game for you. Well, I think there would have been some people who were upset that they, they weren't. it wasn't faithful to the... Uh, it wasn't like, like a Game Boy version. Yeah, basically. You two both gave me the same look, well, and I was like, well, you guys looking at me like that? No, I don't understand. You're going to make me play this inferior version of a game. Actually, a superior version of the Game Boy version, but an inferior Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. To understand a part of the story, because heck off with, with the story going wherever the hell it wants. <laughs> exactly. It, it just goes into, into a direction nobody saw and, and nobody likes. Well, it has to explain what happens to Sora in between one and two. Exactly, it connects the dots. I know, and that's the problem. Why are you going to make me play this terrible game? <laughs> yeah, just to do that. I no, quit. Stop. I just gave up on uh, Chain of Memories and just I just watched the story. I, I straight up okay, so I was streaming and I, I I had just started playing Kingdom Hearts. I was like, okay, like what what's the hype of this game? I got to figure it out. Played it. Played the entire first one. It was great. Got my PS2 emulator, downloaded uh, Chain of Memories. I said, oh, this is going to be great. Hey, we're trying to teach you a card system. Okay. I guess I can do this for about a little bit. And somebody in chat said, you're not going to like this game. I go, it's really that bad. They go, they go, look. This does not bode well for the future. They said, look, just watch the story. Somebody has a 15-minute clip of it on YouTube. Go understand the story because two will not make sense if you don't if you don't understand this and skip oh, chain yeah. of memories. He said he said flat out said skip chain. I said okay, <laughs> and so then I downloaded two right then and there. Yeah, <laughs> I, said, I said I'm skipping this. Well, yeah. what was even weirder is I didn't even know that the beginning of Kingdom Hearts two was while you're in the computer and the the weird stuff that they see going on like the the incorrect number of steps going one way than the other yeah. was actually like glitches in the program. Yeah, and exactly. I did not know that till like recently. Like I am ashamed to admit that I didn't even know about that. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. That was supposed to be in the computer. And, yeah. Cause it, just, it was designed basically. And just because I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan, I'm going to explain a little bit. It's because they, it was to keep Roxas like, at bay because they needed him to wake up Sora. Yep. Because he was the last missing link uh, before Sora could wake up. That that whole game's really just weird. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Very odd. Um, now the boss battle that I had the biggest trouble in Kingdom Hearts One was Riku while he was being taken over by Ansem. After you in the room, it was in the room that has the uh, the. The portal behind him, and you're on a platform with him. Yeah, he just got his new Keyblade, mm-hmm. and he that took me probably seven, eight tries to do. Yeah. Now the problem that I didn't like with Kingdom Hearts One, and I still do not like it to this day, unskippable cutscenes. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have to listen to Riku every single time. Um. 
the, now granted they fixed that in, in 1.5 and 2.5 they just said okay let's skip cutscene thank goodness yeah, yeah, 2 they finally figured it out yeah and then every version after they said okay look if you're gonna go back and play the first one just skip cutscene I had to listen to that eight freaking times it got to the point where on stream if I died I said look I'm gonna run in there and I'm gonna go to the bathroom I'll be right back and I have time right. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to this again and I would just start muting the stream I would just straight up start muting the stream and be like sorry guys I'm not gonna make you listen to this all over again yeah. No. What do we want to talk about today? <laughs> just, yeah. Okay. Hey, how do I how do I beat this dude? Oh, so he he was the hardest one for me. Ansem wasn't that hard. No. I don't understand. Well, Ansem it is like battleship. Form, oh yeah. That one wasn't terribly hard. No, it wasn't. Was that in the second game or the first one? First that one. was the first one. Okay. That was where he, he like his upper torso is like connected yeah. to the battleship. It's, yeah, he's a boat. He's a boat. Uh, <laughs> he's a boat. He is a boat. But you had to you had to go in like five or six different mini battles in each part of the ship. Oh yeah, I'll go through a portal and then beat up on like a core or something, and then you finally get to beat him doing this Peter Pan thing, like flying around. Yeah, and that, that that was not as as hard as I was expecting. It's one of the main reasons why I like Kingdom Hearts 2's final boss battle better. Just it, it was better paced. It was then. better paced. Well, well, okay, not, not the beginning was the, the beginning wasn't, <laughs> but the middle. I know it gets really the smart. middle. The middle to the end that was a good pace. That the beginning is like, oh, cool, we're playing Galaga. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe not Galaga. It was more like a space career. But yeah, but yeah, I, I I definitely see what you mean, Andrew. I mean, especially on Riku. I mean, because he take he throws so many cheap shots at you. He's garbage. You have to practically. You got to memorize what he's saying. Like, well, it was weird because I would I would intentionally put on parry. Like that was my whole thing. Is I'm going to go up and I'm going to intentionally hit Riku right. as he's trying to hit me because nobody played parry. Uh, people would chat with him. Oh, I, I just wailed on him. I'm like, no, look, I'm going to intentionally try to try to parry him. So I get the opening, and he just goes and teleports. I'm like, you cheating butthead. Yeah, yeah. Get, get back over here. And then there was the other one that was um, there was another ability that you had that was, I think, called Vortex. Oddly enough, hey, nice plug for Team Vortex podcast. Um, it was, I think it was called Vortex, and every time you hit the character, they would get pulled into you, and they wouldn't be able to to get away yeah, as easily. You know, I know that what you're was, talking about. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a nice ability. I think they brought that back for the second. Yeah, so, I think they did. Um, but I think it was hard. To oh well, the secret battles are definitely hard. Um, trying to not give away the spoiler of the secret battle just yet. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, Which one? I'm confused. Yes. I'm trying to think. So. Jafar, for some reason, was memorable for me. I don't remember why. He just did just a goofy fight. On yeah. rails, like, fighting thing. Wait, was that the... Because you do fight Jafar in the first two. You fight Jafar in the first one, but you have to use Iago to, to do that. And he's in, like, a room, and you have to hit him with magic. Yeah. The second one, he's he's giant Jafar. Yeah, and you, you it's kind of uh, on rails, like, you're on the flying carpet. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're on the flying car, but you can go up, down, and you guys have to dodge all the buildings. Yeah. And the thing about it is, it, what's what's cool is that there's actually an interesting uh, trick to it that if you get his tail, like you can easily just spin him out, and you don't have to. Uh, well, okay, so you get his uh, stomach, and then all you do is just grab his tail. You can spin him around, and then you can just wail on him after that. 
Yeah, I didn't know that, yeah no, I, I learned that uh, later on like my second playthrough. But yeah, I, I agree. I loved uh, the definitely uh, Jafar and King oh, too. No, I, I know a, I know a good boss battle. It was the second time you go into Beast Castle. The first time you go into Beast Castle was the chandelier. Yeah, and that one was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. But the second time it was uh, one of the uh, the organization. It was, it was one of the organization. Yes, it was him, and he had a butthead of an attack. Yes, he did. He could turn his spear things into dragon. Yeah, and yeah. But, but you could you could capture them. You could capture them and throw them back at them. Yeah. But when when Beast comes in, if you if you did um. If you did beast team up attack, oh my god, so much damage. <laughs> well, that's assuming you got you got the dude into the corner and he was temporarily stunned. Mm-hmm. You hit him with the beast team up attack and he, oh my god, just damage. <laughs> and the other thing I don't like about tell you this right now is the multiple health bars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he has he has a purple health bar. Oh crap, then he's got six times the amount of health. Hi Hades. <laughs> well, I was going to say Sephiroth had, I think, actually less health in the or in the second one than the first one. Yes, he did. Yes, he let's, did. let's talk about Sephiroth. Oh That's God. if you really wanted to fight him, too. Yeah. He was, he was one of the secret boss battles that, again, 100% optional. You don't have to fight him. There's nothing that you get that's going to be better or worse from him. It's safe for, you know, unless you're actually after Ultima, which I think he does give you... He does give you a keyblade. Uh, yeah, the Iron Chocobo. In, in he the, gives you the Iron Chocobo. That's uh, right. Iron Chocobo. Yeah, in the final, uh, in the final remix, uh, final mix uh, version of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, because I know it's different in the original um, that first came out. What was? What did he give you in the, in the um, first iteration? I didn't. I never went got that far with him. Actually, I beat Sephiroth. I beat Sephiroth on the final mix version. So go ahead. Yeah, look that. Yeah, up. I'm, I'm gonna look that because I looked it up a, a long time ago. I thought, okay, do I really want to go after this? Episode? So I definitely. It's up to you. <laughs> so I uh, definitely remember the first time I ever fought Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts One. It was a memorable one. I never fought him. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because the thing about him is he can easily kill you. Like, just in a couple of hits. And that was before I learned he's got a pattern. So, you had to learn his patterns, and not to mention, your attack power has got to be high. Like, really high. Oh, I was going to say, in the first game, he can literally, like, one-shot you by doing... uh, One specific move, and you miss the quick time event. Mm -hmm. He just kills you. Yeah. He uses, like, the... the, What is it? One planet-destroying materia thing. Something, uh, well, the second one was like Heartless Angel or something like that. Because I know, because I remember him saying that. Yeah, it's Heartless Angel, yeah. Heartless Angel. And if you don't have um, Second Wind, Mm -hmm. it will one-shot you and you go die. And and he told me about Second. I said, look, I'm never going to use Second Wind. You you end up with one hit point left. (laughs) Exactly. What is... And it basically ensures you cannot be one-shot. Granted, there's a little bit of a cooldown on it if you, like, get one-shotted quickly in rapid succession right. you will die but okay what were no this is this is 1.5 the original one but not final mix yeah well, yeah because final mix had a couple of different things happen yeah what well, we're talking about that yeah i'll definitely talk about my experience when i when i beat sephiroth for the very first time in kingdom hearts one i mean uh like I said, I had to memorize the patterns. I had to memorize his phases because he's got two phases. Well, one or two or three. No, no, two phases at least. 
So uh, I never fought him. So he, you, this is all you guys. He, he's slow in in one uh, at first, but then he will start speeding up, and that's when you got to dodge every attack he he makes when he's fast because it just he flies around the arena, and so it's just one of those deals. Again, you got to have at least a decent amount of de- defense and decent amount of attack power, and just. Be ready to heal a lot. So you've got to have your ducks in a row. Exactly, have all your ducks in a row, especially with any Kingdom Hearts battle. Um, you know, you got to have certain moves, certain special moves. Was it Fenrir? You have to speak with Cloud after defeating Sephiroth and Radiant Garden, and he returns to the Dark Depths to speak with Sephiroth. Yeah, that was uh, that was in the second one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it, was that that was it? Wasn't it? it was Fenrir? It was the name of the yeah, uh, yeah 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 Fenrir? Yeah yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that is the uh, the Keyblade that you get. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that that's that was a cool key. I really wanted to go after that, and I said, "Look, is it worth it for me to go after this?" Probably not. Uh, mm-hmm. Mid-air combos are decreased. Uh, it says great range and strength, and maximum ground and air combos are decreased by four. But it has plus seven strength, but it also has a negative combo. It's got a cool attack though that you basically just you jump, you attack, and then he'll soar or slash like several different times along the air. So it, it, it is a cool weapon. I just don't know if that one's still worth it for me to go after all this time. I, no. I just don't feel like do I really want to do this. It, I have it was just worth it for me to get 100% completion. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Speaking of Ultima, the fact that they give you uh, what is that special to Orcalum or Calcum Plus. Or Calcum Plus. I was like, it starts with O and ends with the U-M and I yeah, Orichalcum. They give you like so many Orichalcum during the game, but they only give you seven Orichalcum plus during the game. Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, well, where the heck am I going to find another six for Ultima? You have to half. You have to do the, the half decrease, so you already have to have one of like the blazing crystals mm-hmm. to half the cost, and you'll end up with exactly one Orichalcum plus. Or no, I take that back. No, I think they take that from you. I think they take all seven from you. You take all seven, yeah. And I know one of them. I know you got to make. Um, just from, from my time when I was that, grinding. That's correct. You get six in the game and one of them you have to make yourself. Exactly. A nice way of kind of you know teasing out there like, hey, remember this thing you can do where you can half your stuff uh, try using that? <laughs> Maybe you should think about that. Yeah. And speaking of just grinding, I mean, you know, the way I grinded in Kingdom Hearts was I, I really just went to one place and, uh, and two, uh, that was the world that never was because all I would do is just Go to the beginning, run all the way up to the up to the door, up to the big door, and go all the way back and rinse and repeat. Yeah, I, I remember that one. There was well, a, because there was only one spot that you had to get a certain crystal. It was a shining crystal, white crystal, or something. It was like a, a shining or a white crystal, but there were only like four enemies in one specific spot that had, and I'm, I'm doing this visually so Alex can see. Yeah. It was up a ramp to the, to the right. And it had a little switchback, and then there was another door. And only in that section did those enemies appear. Right. And only in that section did that crystal drop. Exactly. So you had to just grind that one, two, back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. 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 It's just it's grinding. I mean, it's <laughs> it's grinding. So here's a here's kind of an off the wall one. Maybe not call this a maybe not call this a boss battle per se, but a an ending sequence. I'm not landing the the aircraft carrier in Top Gun. Oh, <laughs> land the plane. 
trying to land, land the plane. Land the plane. Is just so stinking hard. That's that's not a boss battle per se, but it is one of those things that you why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you lose a life for that. Yes, you do. <laughs> if you can land the plane, you actually. But if you don't. You could still continue the game from after the landing sequence. Yes. Mm-hmm. You no. You just you lose a life. Yeah. That's the that's the problem is you, you don't. It's not like oh game over. But in order to beat the game, you actually have to land the plane at the end, right? Well, no, you still have to land. The plane. No, I'm saying like I thought. I thought you only had to land the plane at the end to actually properly beat the game. Uh, at the end of each stage, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at the end of each stage, but I'm not really sure because I didn't, I haven't played it or beat it. I've only so. been in the first level. <laughs> so, I, I, obviously, on the, on the first level, you have to land it. On the second one, I thought you didn't have to land it. I thought you were just going after a, uh, I thought you went after, like, a, another plane in the second one, and then just, like, oh, you beat it. And then you go off and do another thing, and it's like, oh, you beat it. I know in the last one, you go after, like, a space shuttle? Yes, you go after a space a shuttle. space shuttle. Time. For some odd reason, yeah, yep. still don't understand that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna destroy the spaceship Columbia. What? Excuse me. What? Right. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So again, I, I had the list open. That's Should why I, I suggested that one. That one just again not a boss battle per se, but one of those stages you just go. Ugh. Well, that's one of the things I was gonna get into is what what makes a boss battle good. Boss battles can also be puzzles because they have. I know. Catherine, I how did I know you were gonna say Catherine? Because the whole game is puzzles. It's a, it's a puzzle <laughs> game. I was like, "Here comes he's gonna say Catherine." <laughs> but that—that's the only one I can think of right off the top of my head. Because they're fire and ice, I suppose. But that one's like less known. Cubert's cubes. <laughs> no, we're not playing Cubert's cubes. Well, I mean, one thing you know, Zelda. Uh, I mean, just. And oh yeah! The later Zelda games, uh, like Ocarina of Time, when you had to have a specific weapon to beat the boss, and you had to find their weak points. Oh, in uh, Breath of the Wild, how you beat Calamity Ganon? Yeah, the way you beat him is it's like you have to remember the methods you learned how to fight throughout each of the Divine Beasts. If and that's a big if, you actually fought all the Divine Beasts. Correct. Okay, so... You can literally go straight to the... You can get out of the starting area and go straight to the end boss. Yeah. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, what... what you have to remember how you beat all the other... Okay, so... It makes it a lot easier, but he's far more difficult. I think I know what you're talking about. But not about. the hardest boss. Yeah. He's not the hardest boss, especially if you get through all four Divine Beasts, because it halves his uh, health bar. Um, yeah. Really? But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because uh, in each, uh, each boss of the Divine Beast, you, he uses a different weapon of some kind, and... And Ganon or Calamity Ganon uses all the weapons, so you got to remember exactly yeah, what you did. Yeah, he's he uses the all the techniques from Fire Blight Ganon to Water Blight Ganon to Thunder Blight, Thunder Blight Ganon to Wind uh, Wind Blight. You might be right. Wind Blight, yeah. That's weird. I, I, that's a game I've never said that. Before. I need to. Play. He's so good. It is good and they're coming game. out in second. Yeah, yeah, I have heard that they're really actually good. Dating they're, a skin. What? Dating a skin. The now granted, I never really got like deep in the Legends of the series. Played the first one, beat the second one. Never played Ocarina. Never played Majora's Mask. And somebody on the on, on, on the receiving end of this is going to go, "What? Yeah. <laughs> How? <laughs> How have you never played?" I'm like, I just never played it. Never got around to it. Ocarina was pretty good. It's just you have to. I want really, really, really want to go back and play 
Twilight Princess. Oh yeah, well, I just have nothing to play at all. Okay, so uh, I can I can vouch for that because I have played pretty much all the games, and so I've, that's my favorite game series of all time. Fanboying here, but um, basically that game. Did you ever play Wind Waker? No, you didn't play. I Wind did Waker. not have a GameCube. You did not have a GameCube. Okay, so. Twilight Which Prince. I've also heard that one was really good, despite it had very, very a very cold reception. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Wind Waker. Yeah, but Wind that Waker. was after like in in retrospect, people like love it because it's such a great game. But it's like when it first came out, it's like what Nintendo had advertised was this super super like three D realistic console for Nintendo. Yeah. Well, it's like they, they tried to make it look like all dark and gritty, like it was like Dark Souls kind of-esque. You wouldn't get that until Twilight Princess. Yeah. So to, the thing about Twilight Princess, to me, uh, I mean, as much, as much as I like Wind Waker uh, a lot, uh, because it was the first Zelda game I ever beat, Twilight Princess, to me, just has somewhat of a better story and just has more dramatic moments in a way. And also, I mean, yeah. I mean, even though the, the, the graphics in Wind Waker are, to me... I like I like the graphics. Like I like the cartoony style of it, um, and I like the story as well because, like I said, it got me into the series. Yeah, and I also played through the uh, the Minish Cap, which also used similar graphics. Yeah, yeah. or similar character design. Yeah, Minish Cap. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, but uh, really, yeah, in terms of Twilight Princess, it's definitely if you're looking for like a Dark Souls esque looking Zelda. Uh, if you're looking for a Dark uh, Dark Souls-esque looking Zelda, uh, I mean, you'll find it with Twilight Princess. It's definitely uh, one of those games. Like, uh, some people will prefer Wind Waker or Twilight Princess, but personally, I it just recently, because I played through Twilight Princess HD on Wii U, uh, I, I think I've liked Twilight Princess just a little bit more than Wind Waker, just for, it's got better, it's got moments that just hit you in the heart. Gotcha. Um, but uh, like I said, it, it's anybody's pick. I mean, there's there's a ton of Zelda games out what there. That, uh, uh, made you go, oh, really? That game? Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks? Okay, yeah. Um, I definitely uh, I like Spirit Tracks more than I do Phantom Hourglass. Now let me <laughs> let me tell you something. I because I, obviously I'm not spitballing. I'm trying to remember the name of the game. Yeah. So I typed in L O Z Train. Comes up Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. Yeah. Very first thing that came up. <laughs> is L-O-Z toilet trainer. Oh. I'm not kidding. That's literally what came up and it tried to it tried to be like, oh, are you talking about the Legend of Zelda toilet trainer? <laughs> yeah, what? exactly. Is that the new game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, just for kids. Okay, awesome. No, Spirit Tracks. Uh, so there's a funny thing that uh, that I was watching today about Spirit Tracks. It was either Spirit Tracks or it was Phantom Hourglass. It was actually both. Yeah. Uh, but it was talking about the cracked copies of those. Really? So if you tried to get a cracked copy of Spirit Tracks, it would stop the train. Straight up, like the train would just not move. No, I did not know that. So actually, so what they did is they they teased the players into making it to where the train wouldn't move at the start. You get to play the game for about 10 minutes, and then the train comes to a dead stop, and the conductor says, hey, you're playing on a, on a cracked copy. Oh, that's hilarious. It just holds you flat out you're playing on a cracked copy. And it would just stop the train, or uh, actually, maybe I'm misremembering something. So it's kind of like in the early Elder Scrolls games where they had to they had to verify you had a legal copy of it. And, and it was it was kind of like that, but I also remember 
people going online complaining, hey, why doesn't my train move after about 10 minutes and just automatically exposing yourself to the fact that you bought a cracked copy of the game? Right. Not even realizing that you're exposing yourself. Oh, oh God. Did you guys know about uh, um, Earthbound or Mother 2? Yeah. If you get to the very end of the game and during the final boss battle, if you have a pirated copy, yes. the game will basically lock up and it'll delete your saved file. Yep, it will. I oh, I didn't know that. So whenever, basically, you can't complete the, the, the story. So it's That's like, it'll let you get itself. all the way up to the end, and then it'll delete your save file, and then you have to start over from the game. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's an episode for another day, is uh, cracked games. <laughs> cracked game, pirated. Not that I advocate for, for cracked or pirated games, but... Uh, We've all done it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you haven't, then you're one of the chosen few. One of the chosen few that spent probably a little too much money. Yeah. So that, I was asking, I was asking about uh, spirit tracks. Okay. No, I mean that, that was what I was talking to them about. Well, well. Yeah, it's just yeah, I was just uh, just talking about how personally uh, between uh, and the DS uh, Zelda games um, and, and the original okay. DS, not 3DS. I personally like spirit tracks more because uh, it just like I said, it has a better story. It's more dramatic. <laughs> And I'm going to use that word a lot, dramatic. So uh, sorry if I'm, if I'm being repetitive here, but uh, just to me, <laughs> it's more of Phantom Hourglass. I appreciate Phantom Hourglass for what it was doing, which was being a Zelda game on a DS. Um, but Spirit Tracks to me was a better version of Phantom Hourglass. If you get my drift. I think someone said the Phantom Hourglass, that one you had to go, like, didn't you have to continually go back to a central, like, hub or something? Okay, so, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, yeah, there is um, one of the dungeons, it's called the Temple of the Ocean King, and you have to return to this dungeon for every new dungeon you try to go to, or every new location you try to go to in Phantom Hourglass. So, and the thing is, is that you're under a time limit because the whole... Oh, good lord. The temple was designed to suck out your soul, so basically if the Phantom Hourglass fit runs out, your hearts start to deplete. So you gotta get to a safe area, a safe area quickly. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I, I understand what people mean by that, because again, it's very repetitive, because you gotta keep going to the same... and it, You gotta do the same thing over and over and over again just to get to the next map, to go to the next location, to get the next item to until the game's over. Tedious. It's tedious. Um, That's a word. It's, and with Spirit Tracks, thankfully, it's only like four... You only have to... You do have to do the same thing in Spirit Tracks, but it's not as bad as in Phantom Hourglass um, with yeah. the Spirit uh, Tower. If I'm saying... if I, It's been a while since I played the game. But uh, yeah, between, between Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks, I personally like Spirit Tracks more just because... It's, it does a little bit better than Phantom Hourglass. Okay, so going back to Borderlands, Mothrak. Mothrak? That thing. Remember that thing? Okay, well, fair. Well, there well no, I think I fought it before. I there just... goes that one out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Are, oh, okay, were you talking about Kurt Ziza? Yes, I was talking about Kurt Ziza. That thing? Yeah, that thing. What the heck is that? Okay, so the thing about him is that one, he... He made his first phase. He uses magic, uh, like a magic shield. So you got to use thunder, thunder, or whatever high level thunder or magic attacks you have to until that shield breaks. Then after that, he'll get stunned. You got to beat him in the head. Then he'll sort of like 
he'll pick himself up and then you fight him normally. But eventually, there's a phase to when he get his health down long enough to where he will jump up, start spinning, and he spins different ways. So he'll spin vertically or horizontally. Or horizontally, you got to jump. Vertically, you got to dodge roll at the right time. Yeah. What, okay, so what about uh, Mewtwo, the master from the original Red Bull? I, no, I never did it on the uh, original Red. I never really did it. I, I, Nobody did that? I've never gone that far. Well, I don't think I got... I never beat the Elite Four. What? I got Actually, I beat all of the Elite Four. I just never beat my rival because everything I had by that point was dead. Oh, well, that's the hard Of course. You gotta, you gotta go with, with extra potions and that. Well, that was when I was a kid, too, and my main thing was I had one really powerful one and all the other ones were the same. Mine was a Lapras that yeah. had Earthquake and Ice Beam. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing about me was I always used my, the most powerful one I usually had was my starter. Yeah, I that's, just, that's usually what it was for me. What about uh, Dark Lurker, Dark Souls 2? I never got that far in Dark Souls 2. I beat one. Uh, again, now there's another character I have to I have to skip. Another thing I have to skip. I never played it. Seth from Street Fighter 4. Oh. Uh, yeah, that dude. Yeah. I remember I got I made everybody super, super mad at me because I could cheat the computer because I played Zangief. One of the things you could do is do his, uh, what was it? You could backdrop him yeah. into a corner. And then you could get the computer to where it would not know how to respond. So you do SBDs until he's dead. Basically, you get him, do the backdrop. It's like backdrop, backdrop, backdrop. Or no, it's... I forget what the move was. You're talking about um, the pile driver that he does that spins him in the, in the corner? The backdrop? Yes. That's just the backdrop. Oh. Well, I was going to say, I kept doing that basically until he got into the corner and then SBD'd him once I got in the corner until he he did. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of, of Street Fighter characters that are that are bosses, I guess probably what I should say Dan for, but I'll let him talk about it. Seth from Street Fighter Four, great boss, kind of the butthead. Uh, there were four secret bosses in there. Was there? Yes, yeah. there were. Goken, Akuma. I think if I remember correctly, Shinakuma is a boss. Oni. All yeah. bosses that you can face as secret bosses, but you have to have so much. Uh, you have to have like so many perfects. Obviously, can you have to finish with so many supers? And they eventually became like actual character DLC characters. That's correct. Uh, That's why I was like, really? I don't remember that. Oh, what? here's a good one. What about Psycho Mantis? Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I made Eric roll his eyes. Uh. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the most weird. Like, I can't say it's cryptic because unique. It's a very unique boss. Very fourth wall breaking. So those of you that have never played Metal Gear Solid, you have this boss called Psychomantis. Psycho. Psychomantis that would read the information off of your me- your PS1 memory card. If you had Konami games on there, specifically Konami games, it would list off the Konami games. I see you like Castlevania. I see you like to play Castlevania. <laughs> um, and it would be like, oh, you like shooter games. You like this game. Uh, go ahead and set your controller down because I can read your mind and watch as I take over. And it would actually make the controller rumble. And it was it was really cool looking. And he's damn near invincible if you have the controller in the first controller port. <laughs> Shoot, dodge. <laughs> no matter what I do, he keeps dodging. Exactly. The trick to it is to plug your controller into the second controller port. I've heard of this. It's yes. it's the goofiest thing. I don't know of any other game that's that's ever implemented something like that. But it was referenced in Metal Gear Solid 4? Yes. 
Sons of the no gun, guns of the Patriots. Patriots. Like, this wasn't Sons of the Patriots because it was Sons of Liberty. Yes, is the second uh, one. I almost had that. Three was Snake before. Eater, and then it was Guns of the Patriots. Yeah, so so they they referenced it in Guns of the Patriots, and if, I, if you did it, I don't remember if it was at any specific point or if, or if there was just something else that happened. If you took your PS3 controller and you switched it to the second controller board digitally, Otacon would call you and he'd say, "Snake, that doesn't work here." <laughs> like you, they would, it would call you on your phone and be like, "No, that." Yeah, you had to not doing that. <laughs> you had to take. You had to inject yourself with a nano machine suppressant syringe that you get throughout the game that would basically make her not able to take control of you because th- it was actually the opposite. Instead of now, like she'd be or that that mantis would be dodging your moves based mm-hmm. off of like reading your mind. Now it's like she throws these puppet wires on you, and now she's got. Okay. Gigas is the name of the uh, the creature. Oh, Gigas. Oh, yeah. Um, Big alien thing. Scroll through more of the list. <laughs> Liquid snake from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, which form? <laughs> which part? <laughs> you have to fight him like five. Well, it's not five. It's like three, I think. Is Kafka from Final Fantasy VI on there? Kafka is on this list, actually, yes. Really? For some reason, Woodman is on here at number 42 of 100. Why? He's super easy. Assuming you have the firepower. I didn't even use fire. Use Metal Man or use the Buster. You did it with Buster? I did it with... A long time ago. Oh, I did it with the, with the salt. Metal Blade. Yeah, Metal Blade. Most yeah. useful weapon in the game. <laughs> the most useful weapon in the game. Maybe just because memorable. Which one uh, was Woodman in? Two. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah, because I yeah, probably the greatest Mega Man game of all time. I agree with that because I played through two. It, it is a fun game. So you said you did not play Demon Souls. No, I do know some of the bosses. What about? Did anybody play Shadow of the Colossus? Yes, I have beaten several of the bosses. What about Dirge? Shadow of the Colossus. I don't remember them. Apart. That is the the sand worm. Oh, really? That, that one came up as hard. Yeah, it came up as number forty on their hard list. I mean, when I played like. I didn't have a problem with that. I know the arena you fight him in is super big. Wait, was it... No, that was Phalanx was the, the big flying serpent. Okay, no. Now, now that we're on the, the subject of sandworms, the stupid worm from Link to the Past. Oh my gosh. I knew I would, I would strike a nerve with that one. The... You have to... You have the to, wraparound worm. The one that, that spins in circles and knocks you off the platform. Oh, that one. Yeah. You know, yeah, that one. Yeah, the one. boss fight that literally, like... Doesn't kill you, it just wants to inconvenience you as much as possible. <laughs> you fall down, you're starting over. <laughs> you had to, well, the first time you had to hit it, what, five times? Uh, five times or so, depending on. The uh, second time you had to hit it, three? Yeah, because you But it moves so through. much faster. Oh, yeah, it does move yeah. so much faster. Like, the way I did it was I, I just held down my spin attack. Like, uh, <laughs> just charged my spin attack and just ran around and make sure. He oh, that's what you did? That's oh, I tried, I, I tried to hit it legit. Oh, you didn't hit it legit? <laughs> I hit it legit. Yeah. Okay, I took the easy way to do it. But okay, that, that's fair. <laughs> but anytime I play through A Link to the Past, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, that's that's fair. I'm, I'm shocked that that boss is on this list. I don't know how it isn't. Probably because it didn't focus on killing you. It just, like I said, could inconvenience you. Yeah. Yep. Just made everything really annoying. Anybody play God of War? Which one? Which first one? one? First one. Yes. What about Ares? Where you get super tall? Yeah. It basically turns it into Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I didn't really have enough, that much problem with Ares. I had more problems with uh, Pandora's Guardian. Uh, oh, Doom's Bride from Catherine. Is that the <laughs> butt monster? Yeah. 
monster. There's a butt monster in the game. Is there is. Is there that's, that's actually a thing. I don't know if that's the one. I know this is going to be off the wall, but uh, what about, is, is there a boss who conquers that third day in, in that list? The Great Mighty Pooh. I don't think the Great Mighty Pooh is actually. I don't think he was that hard of a boss, was he? No, he was more memorable, though. Wait, is it memorable or hard? These list them as hard. Hard? Uh, oh, okay, hard. Yeah, you're probably. That's what I was like. Eh. There is not one from Conquer. I'm a little upset by that, actually. Are any of them particularly hard? I didn't play it, from so. From Conquer? I don't remember it being terribly hard. Uh, Artorius from uh, Dark Souls Artorius like this. Oh, I forgot the Kulex is in uh, Legend of the Seven Stars, Sigmar RPG. Oh, really? He's a crossover character yeah. from Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. The Square did a yeah Square yeah. Square did it. That was like Super Mario RPG. I think that was like one of the last things that Square ever did uh, with Nintendo before they moved off the PlayStation. What about Ocarina of Time Darklink? Link? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I played. I, I was gonna. There. I was gonna say when I did when I played through. I played it through on the 3D version. I played through on Ocarina of Time 3D. And I don't remember having that much of a problem playing through that game. Which Dark Link is harder, Legend of, or, uh, Legend of Zelda 2 Dark Link? Oh, good. Or Ocarina of Time. 2. Well, well, to be fair, 2, you could just sit in the corner and jab. Yeah, that's all, and that's the easy way out, yeah, basically. That's, but, that's the cheese way out. But that whole game was a lot more difficult, too. Yeah, there's terrible. Yeah. Um... I definitely Dark Link in, in Nintendo 64 version. I definitely remember being a lot harder than the Dark Link in any other any other game other than this two. Uh, well, he's that's really when he he mainly appears. Um, I know he appears in a Link Between Worlds in the like. Isn't he in cutscenes in Twilight Princess? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, he he was in uh, uh Four Swords Adventures. He was he was uh, in that. Um, yeah, he played a role in it, um, but, but he was the boss. He was more annoying than he was a boss. Yeah. Right, here's, here's a good one everybody probably remembers. Death Egg Robot from Sonic 2. I remember. The fact that you have to go up against this giant robot with no oh, rings. rings. Yeah. That one. That one. Yeah. That one. For those of you who are listening along at home, type in type in some of these names and you're going to go, oh, yep, I know exactly what, what they're talking about. Now, that one, it's ridiculously hard, but then I've watched someone speedrun that game and it's like they just... Granted, that's also in the context of speedrunning, but it's just watching someone do that, and I'm like, but but technically, like I could have done that. Did anybody it's ever not... play Final Fantasy? No. Yes. Didn't get that, or didn't do the the me- or weapon bosses, or at least I didn't get that far. Now, Alex, did you play Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix Plus? Uh, possibly. Which what, what boss? Lingering Will. Oh, I've, I've already tried to. Yeah, that was a secret boss of the Japanese re-release. They, 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 yeah, they brought. They were able to release them. Uh, in that was that was uh, the two point five HD re-release. Correct, the two point five HD. Re- yeah, I already. He, he's impossible for me to beat. Like, oh, look at that shadow leg from Legend from Zelda Two. Actually <laughs> popped up in the list. <laughs> okay, That's why I asked you which one was harder. Yeah, yeah. Lingering Will. Yeah, it's, I, I definitely. I, I think I've only tried once or twice to try. Against him and I uh, had nothing good. No. Uh, or student smog. We'll talk about that one. Yep. Uh, what about the end from Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater? The the old guy. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, no, wait. That was. Because I was thinking of the sorrow, and I was like, that wasn't really a boss fight. You just kind of walked down a river. And granted, that, you could cheese him, and you could set your PlayStation clock forward a week. Or. Or. You could fight him legitimately. 
Or you can kill him far, far, far earlier than you're supposed to by going... Because in that same, like, the area where you encounter him, there is literally it's this long, like, low path in, with, like, overhanging, like, uh, trees or shrubs or whatever. And you can actually... There's a turnoff to the left, and that left leads you to a sniper rifle. And you can just take him out early. It's like, I don't want to fight him. Okay. There's the reason. Take him out. Fight. Oh, yeah, that yeah, one we talked about. Yeah, that one. we already talked about that one. But yeah, that's and a bison. I'll, I'll let Dan do more of that. Yeah. Alma from Ninja Gaiden from 2004. I remember watching I think I remember. That was. Uh, I remember having a lot of difficulties with that game in general. Yeah, I don't remember much of the bosses. I remember owning it, playing it, and I don't remember, like, getting very, or getting to the end of it. I know I didn't. Anything from uh, Metroid or Castlevania? There was one from. I'm skipping Castlevania intentionally. Hey, okay. I'm skipping Castlevania because Dan. Um, gotcha. Now there was one from Metroid, and I think it was Prime Two. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume you've played Prime Two. I've not. I've never. I've only I've only it played was, uh, Spider Guardian from Metroid Prime Two. Okay. Uh, I'll probably know because I am I, I am trying to I will eventually play the games before Prime Four comes out. If it comes out, <laughs> if it comes out, yeah. Um, Here's a classic number ten, Mike Tyson. No. Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah, yeah. I never got past Bald Bull. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Wait, Bald Bull one or two? I'm assuming two. One. One? I think? Yeah. I'm going to go with you. Oh, come on, man. I got I to gotta train you up on that. I got to train you up. Get you to beat Bald Bull. <laughs> that game. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then uh, Dr. Wiley's Yellow Beast for Mega Man. Oh, the oh, Yellow I'm- Devil. Okay. Yeah, the yellow devil. Yeah, I cheated on that one, and I you did, did the pause on pause I did, trick. I did the pause on pause trick. Yeah, you like man. You like man. Yep. You use you like man's power and go pause on pause pause on yeah, pause. Yeah. So, yeah so Unless you're playing on the anniversary collection, where that does not work anymore. You have to hit him specifically in one spot in the eye with a attack that goes. I could excuse doing it on that boss because he is a. But yes, he is. Here's Sephiroth from Kingdom Hearts Two. Yep, Flame Lurker from Demon Souls. Uh, Bloodborne. There's a lot of Bloodborne. Yeah, I didn't get into Bloodborne too much. I played through Dark Souls One, but I didn't. I didn't like the Victorian England stuff. Emerald Weapon from Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Emerald Weapon. Okay, yeah. I thought Sephiroth was going to be on there from Final Fantasy Seven. I thought it was supposed to be hard. It was a staggering HP of one million, several times more than the one winged angel himself. And the whole thing's on a 20-minute timer. Yep. No pressure. I know, uh, technically, in that game, you can also set it to where you can you can do one attack and then set the game, or set the controller down. The, like, the the materia system was so broken, you could actually, like, set the controller down, or set it down and let the game play itself and actually beat him. This one this one is a bit controversial, but I'm going to go with it anyways. It's on the list. Through the Fire and Flames from Guitar Hero 3. That was a boss fight. That was not a boss fight specifically, but it was a song that really started to push the boundaries of what was possible in a Guitar Hero game. So, for example, when you when you play it on hard mode, it's like all you have to do with your fingers is back and forth, just like real quick little motions. Uh-huh. And on the expert mode, you had to hold down the green button and be tapping the other buttons as hammer-ons and pull-offs, and it was disgustingly hard. You mean kind of how, like, the song is actually played? Yes, kind of like how the song is actually played. And in the first two Guitar Hero games, they were like, okay, there's some tough songs, but okay, they're they're not terribly hard. 
Three, they just they cranked the difficulty just through the roof relatively to what to what it was. And people were like, TTFAF, no one's ever going to 100% this. No. <laughs> and sure enough, about a month later, somebody 100%ed it. And people were just like, I didn't even realize that was possible. And that kind of opened the door to what are gamers willing to put themselves through in a Guitar Hero game. And so all the later Guitar Hero games just got harder and harder and harder. And they're like, y'all know TTFAF, you can do this. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the first time you play it is through a credit sequence. So you can't fail it. They, they have you play it through the credits, like, on top of this, like, statue of amps. It was really goofy looking. Um, and you go, oh, cool, yeah, TTFAM, okay, I can't fail. And then you go into the start of it, and you fail within about three seconds. Right. If you're not ready for it, it's terrible. Right, right. Um, the Nameless King from Dark Souls 3. That's the one I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, he was... That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because he comes in on, like, this dragon at first. And you have to first get him off the dragon, or as people call it in the thing, it's like, Weaver. get him off the chicken. And get him off the chicken? Can't break all the chicken. It looked kind of chicken-like, because it's all scrawny and weird-looking. Gotcha. Okay, so the rest of this list doesn't really matter, because it, oh wait, no, I need to... Gwen should not be on there. Okay. Who? Gwen. The final boss of the first Dark Souls. Literally, like, all but two of his moves can be parried, which means you can parry counter. And deal like massive amounts of damage to him. Oh, uh, Metal Gear Rex. Okay, see, that's uh, that, that's kind of blurring the lines between a liquid fight or Metal Gear Rex. It's like which, where, where, what does one start where? Hey, here's another list that has Donkey Kong as just the boss. Uh, the Marker from Dead Space Two. Oh, I never played the Dead Space series. I wanted to because someone told me it was really cool. Because you don't. Yeah, but you played uh, you played the Mass Effect series, right? Yeah. Because there were two in this list of Mass. Is one of them the uh, one of the Reapers from Rannoch? No, one of them is Kai Lang from Mass Effect 3. Really? I don't remember having that much of a problem with him. I hated him because he was kind of a, like in the storyline wise, he cut, like he was, I'm super powerful for no reason. No, I take that back. It was only one from Mass Effect. The other was Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, God. And that's Senator Armstrong. Senator Armstrong, that that boss fight is hilarious. Well, not even like the fight itself; it's just the uh, the cut sequence or cut scenes in between are like so ridiculous because it's like he's like arm super buff, and then it's like he uh, what was it? He was infected. He wasn't infected with anything. He had like it was like he had nano machines on like that turned him like super huge and stuff. And he like then he like throw a tank or he does something just ridiculous. <laughs> Throw the tank. Uh, Galactus from Marvel's Capcom Faded Two Worlds. Oh god, I actually had a really easy time because I played Hulk, and one of the things Hulk can do is his gamma wave, his like super move gamma wave, can actually go. It it hits Galactus going completely through him. Yes, and because of that, it deals extra damage even though it's completely on the other side of him because nothing is supposed to be on the other side of him, but it still deals damage to him. Huh. Marog from Street Fighter Two. He's a butthead. It has been a long time, and I don't remember. Wait, actual Balrog? Uh, boxer. Okay. Oh, boxer, yeah. not claw. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's another thing for to kind of fill people in is that Balrog, Vega, and M. Bison were all localized differently in the United States. In Japan, see if I can remember this. Our Balrog is their M. Bison. Our Vega is their Balrog, and our M. Bison is their Vega. 
So, so there's three names they go by to stop localizations. It's, it's uh, Boxer Claw Dictator. So that you can't possibly screw it up. <laughs> Obviously. Because, uh, so the reason that that happened is uh, in Japan, they called Balrog and Bison because he looked like Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be Mike Bison. Wow. So, so they they came over to the U.S. They're like, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> so they're like, okay, we'll just, we'll make him Balrog. Oh crap, now I gotta change these other two dudes' names. Okay, switch them around. Right. So, so now M. Bison is Dictator and Vega is Claw. So we just call him Boxer Claw Dictator. Yeah. Um, Cyber Demon from the 1993 Doom. That dude sucked. Yeah. For some reason, the mothership in Phoenix, the, the arcade game Phoenix, is on there. Now, granted, it has a giant shield and it takes one hit to actually kill it. It's kind of butthead to go through, so I get it. Yeah. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady from uh, TMNT. On Which one? The arcade version. I was gonna say I was like, yeah, sir. That definitely, yeah, that that is a plain annoying fight. Well, well that's what it's an arcade game, so they became like damage sponges. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Because, oh, you you can normally kill me. No, you're you're good. Uh, yeah, hell, we're we're missing one big one. What Bowser? Bowser? Just Bowser. <laughs> which which incarnation? Which yes, <laughs> all of them. Yes, Just any of them. Yeah, if you want to, you want to talk about like, well, I don't know, say Bowser's Inside Story, where you had to use a, a like all the nuts on him. You had to collect all these all these nuts throughout the game, and he just like starts sparkling for some reason. Yeah, very I never, goofy. I uh, never played that one. Um, there's Odyssey where you have to box him, or you you have to steal his hat. Yeah, <laughs> and his hat has like arms, and you can beat the crap out of his yeah. his hat. Hat with arms. Yeah. Bowser, you gotta grab him by the tail, we'll spin him throw him into bombs. So long, Um, I think the hardest version of Bowser I've ever uh, fought and beat was in Paper Mario. Because that's one I haven't seen. Yeah, he's uh, just one of those. Because the thing is, he starts with the shield, and then you have to just attack at him. Like use all your all your special power, flower power attacks. Um, and again, he'll, he'll, he'll throw cheap moves at you that take out like, I don't know, all, over 10, 11 HP. So, and then not to mention he throws the shield up every once in a while and you have to do the Peach Beam. If anybody's played the Paper Mario, the original on Super uh, Nintendo 64, you'll know what I'm talking about. Played it. I never got very far because it was a rental. Yeah. Never really played Gears of War 2. I was going to mention the Rift one. Uh, Mass Effect 2, Reaper. Wait, 2. Reaper? Let me see the picture. I think you're talking about the, the Reaper larva. What about Alduin in Skyrim? Alduin is not on here, but I, I know that fight. It was pretty hard. Now, there, I did something really stupid during that fight. I found a... It was a legendary weapon. It was one of like the, like the, the god-tier weapons. But it was a dagger that gave you a 2% chance to insta-kill. And I, honest to God, hit him first try and killed him with this dagger. Lucky! <laughs> and I thought... It's, wait, what? What? Is that it? What? Is that it? Come on, I thought this was supposed to be a hard fight. Yeah. And I didn't realize until after I looked back, I go, oh, I hit my 2% wall. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like in Fable, I think Fable 2 is the one that had like the final boss, you just push it or you shoot him out of a hole or shoot him down a hole. Because he goes into this whole monologue where he's like, well, fine, you found me, blah, 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 and it's all this other stuff. And then I think he goes into explaining something and one of, one of the people you go in with it's like if you don't shoot him first, they'll just go and shoot him off the edge. <laughs> Anybody ever play Arkham Asylum? Yes. Yes. Scarecrow. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was, that, I don't, was that a boss fight? Uh, it says it is. I remember going through, like, the hallucinations. Excuse me. Yeah, I know. The fact that the game control start acting up, you don't know which way is which, you're just like, dude, stop yeah. messing with your mind. Now, I'm also gonna go out on a limb and say nobody played Diablo, did they? No. The first one? Any of them. Uh, I played the third one. Okay. So you have a little bit of experience with Diablo, so I'm, I'm gonna go on a, on a quick little tirade about Diablo 2 specifically. The first one was okay. It wasn't great, but it was a nice setup. The second one, fantastic. Specifically the Lord of Destruction expansion, which actually let you fight the final primeval, which was Bale. So there were three of them. There was Diablo, Mephisto, and Bale. And in the base edition, you got to fight Diablo and Mephisto. Mephisto was kind of a butthead, but he wasn't terrible. Diablo is a lot worse. <laughs> so you can you can stack your, uh, your resistances to things like uh, fire, cold, poison, stuff like that. You can, you can stack some of these resistances. Could not stack elemental lightning fire. And <laughs> Diablo has an elemental lightning attack that damn near kills you in one shot. So he, oh, he does this thing where he puts his hands out and he goes <laughs> and just a giant wave of red lightning comes out. And if it touches you, you can watch your health go <laughs> You did. It pretty much kills you in one shot. It also doesn't help that if you tried to stand still and hit him, he could put a cage around you. He can literally lock you in place. And you had to beat your way out of the cage also, if you put down a teleport, he can lock out the teleport. I think he had similar moves in three. He did have some of the... You know that the cage I'm talking about where it comes out from up from underneath the ground? Yeah. That was a Diablo 2 thing. Diablo had some great boss fights, but Diablo wasn't the best. best one was actually Bale. Because what he did is he made you do a boss rush. He made you boss rush him. Boss rush. <laughs> this, yeah. this is one of those things that we haven't got to talk about yet is the boss rush thing. So, Bale sits on this throne and he has, like... This, this giant room in front of him, and he goes, oh, 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 you can't touch me. So he throws a bunch of enemies at you. You're like, okay, oh, these are little low-level enemies, whatever. Smack, smack, smack. He goes, ah, ha, ha, I'm gonna throw another wave of enemies at you. And they're slightly bigger enemies, and you go, okay, these, these dudes have some power. Okay, let's kind of rope them around. Ah, ha, ha, another wave of enemies. He throws even bigger dudes at you. By the time you get to the end, he's thrown five, six waves at you of dudes that are all getting bigger and badder, and you have to rope them out of the room and take them on one v one because you you almost can't do them. Yeah. As a as a giant you know mob fight, you're like, okay, no, I'm gonna hit this dude. He'll 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 hit this dude. He'll he'll he'll. You can try to cheese him. Mephisto or a Bale himself is not terrible. It's more the fact that he made you boss rush just to get to him, and he also has three copies of or two copies of himself that are clones that are fakes. He just goes, oh, I have two extra clones of me. Come find the real one. So, so you have to go beat up on the clones, and the, and the damage is going down like normal, and, it, and then you go, oh, oh sorry, that's going. Oh, come on! Wow. wow. So it's like not just like it's not like a clone that has a fifth of the, of the health. No, that clone has full health, <laughs> and it doesn't let you know until you get like a certain amount. And it it doesn't just let like you know until you kill it. It's kind of like in TMNT when you're fighting Shredder. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But oh, by the way, all three of the clones can do damage to you. Yeah. All, all three of the copies of them can do damage, so you have to go, okay, nope, 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 nope. I was going <laughs> to say, it's not like in uh, Dark Souls 3 that has the Crystal Sage, or Crystal Wizard, or whatever the hell he is. Mm-hmm. And he, like, spawns a whole bunch of copies of him around the room that I think they all do, they all throw projectiles, but the, the Crystal Sage, or Crystal Wizard, whatever he's called, is he does a specific one that's easy to spot, but 
all of them die in one hit where he has his normal bomb or a life meter. If it was something like that, it's like, okay, that's a little more reasonable. Because right. each like you just kill one and it's like, okay, that one's gone. The one thing I didn't like about Diablo 2's loading instruction, but I think it took us out of three is they had uh, not mini bosses, but like mob bosses. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Think so, so. You have, so you have like these, these mobs that are all chilled in a room and one of them is usually like a boss, slightly different color, has uh-huh. maybe a few traits. If you play it on hell difficulty, one of the traits they could have, and I'm not kidding, is indestructible. You can't kill them. <laughs> Why? I think three had the same thing as it's like it had indestructible as long as they had layer like minions with them. Yes. They did, but in two, they were just indestructible, period. There was nothing you could do to them. You couldn't even take their health down. You just run away from them? You just ran. You're like, what? why am I facing this boss? This, not even a boss. It's a mini boss. It's a mob boss. This is terrible. I can take all the other dudes in this room, and this guy's like, ha, 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 At least three, there was an out. You had to kill all the other things, but it was still, you could still doable. kill it in the end. Yeah, it was doable. Three had some really good boss fights as well. Had some really fun ones. The overhead one with Diablo at the at the, the crystal heaven, whatever. That was like okay. And you had to face off against like a shadow Diablo. Which kind of, yeah. Um, but the one that was really good was the uh, the one in the desert area where you had to go up to you had to go inside the the palace and fight your way in. And it was this little kid. It starts out as a little kid. and He goes, oh ha ha! It's actually me. I'm a bad guy. Find the name of that boss. I think I remember that. Let me, let me find it. Diablo is actually like some one of the chicks you met at the beginning of the game, and it's like she's the sacrifice for Diablo to come back, mm. and he actually takes on her I think body. It's Belial. Was it? The Lord of Lies, yes, Belial. Oh, yes, this dude's awesome. He starts out as a little kid, and then he goes, okay, cool, I'm in my second farm, I'm going to beat you up. And then he gets giant, and he goes, nope, now I'm going to mess you up. And the only way you could hit him was, like, his hand would come down. You have to go swipe him in his hand. He goes, uh, ah! Nope, I'm taking my hand out of there. Yeah. I'll get a, I'll get a picture. Because he, he's, a, he's a funny boss. Uh, okay. Let me think. I know in Dragon's Crown, they had the uh, the killer rabbit from, like, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, they, li- they literally the have the killer rabbit? Yes. And it can... Early or early on in the game, when you first encounter it, it can like one shot you by diving through your chest. Okay, That's okay. So here is that game was so fun but so weird because it's so many references to like the D and D arcade game and like other other works of fantasy and stuff like that. Yeah. So he starts out pretty small, like he's just oh I'm up on my platform I'm gonna I'm gonna do things to you, and then he gets very big. He gets giant. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Wow. Wild. Very, very fun boss. And there, yeah. were, there, were some, there were a lot of good bosses in Diablo 3. Like, go. He's like a giant mouth for a stomach. Very goofy looking. Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're kind of giving me the, the gross out. Like, it's like <laughs> something out of out of John Carpenter's thing, basically. I mean, you're actually not wrong. And I'm going to show you a picture. Clear. Of this. Oh. Yeah, here he is. Here's Go. Yeah, I was right. That. Yeah, that's that's his uh, his model. Here's actually in in game cutscenes. No, in game. Yeah, he's, he just has like a mouth for his stomach. Kind of cool boss. Doesn't actually do anything with it. But yeah, cool looking boss. There was uh, the butcher. There was the warden. The butcher was a really hard fight. Diablo three at the start. Remember the warden? He was fun. Diablo Blizzard games have very good bosses. I guess we're since we're talking about monster type bosses, uh, you ever 
What about scary boss bosses that scared you? Maybe if you remember. Well, I can't say that they were bosses, but a lot of the the like Leviathans from Subnautica scared the living See, hell out of me. That's why I'm not gonna play Subnautica. <laughs> nope, yeah. nope, 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 so, nope, so, nope, nope. Somebody nope. posted a picture of I think it was from uh, um, what's the show that Robbie Rock was in? The Happy Town. Oh, uh, Lazy Town. Lazy Town. Yeah. Thank you. Somebody somebody posted a picture that said, uh, uh, "Do you have a fear of the ocean?" And it says, "No." And it shows Robbie. It says. Do you want to <laughs> play this game? Yeah, it literally said play Subnautica. Like, I'm not going to play Subnautica because of that. No, I'm, I'm good. Um, can you think of any bosses off the top of my head that, like, scared me, per se? The ones that infuriated There's, like, Lisa from, like, PT. Okay. But she's not really a boss. She's, she's <laughs> well, like, literally the only conflict in that game. Of yeah. Getting out of the house. Yeah. Okay, so because we're on the topic of that, um, so yeah, I do actually have a. I remember a childhood fear yeah. I had. Um, okay, did any of you ever play uh, World of Illusion on Genesis? Can't say that. Okay, mm-hmm. starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. No, wait, yes, I've played it, but I don't didn't get very far. Okay, because so, it was a Anyway, so you probably might have gotten to the first boss. So the thing is, is that yeah, you're going through a bunch of worlds, and the first boss you fight is a spider. Oh, nope, I'm good. Well, except, okay, so the thing about the spider is, and I'm going to show you guys since nobody else is going to see it, but if you look up the spider from World of Illusion, this is what it looks like. Oh, it no, looks I'm so like, goofy. Oh, okay. oh, it looks like, um, I know that. It looks like a cross between uh, uh, Timon and uh, Charmy B. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. he went, ah! What? <laughs> so the, the, yeah, that that that's you'd be humorous to most people, while to a four-year-old me, yeah, no, scared the, the jeebers out of me. Like nope. he made me afraid of spiders oh, yeah. for a while. Like that, you need me like incentive on that one. Okay, spiders in general. Spiders in general. Yeah, I mean, I know they're freaky and all, but I mean, boss. And that was I almost, I almost couldn't. Even start Skyrim because like the first cave you go into has spiders on, and I'm like, they have hair, yeah, <laughs> and they're waddling around. I'm like, no, no, magic no, away, no. yeah. <laughs> magic, oh, speaking of Skyrim, what about the uh, the giants? Not a boss, but oh, yeah. just one of those things that it's like, let's whack you once and send you into space. <laughs> Did you ever find the secret dragon boss in the uh, cave? Probably not. So I I literally like did like next to no storyline stuff like. Well, this he's not a storyline boss. He's a he's an option like way out there. Where's where's he at? He's, uh, he's in a very dark cave that has a bunch of uh, like glowing mushrooms. Probably not. Then okay. I don't so think I remember glowing mushrooms. Is, you, hear, you hear the sound in a cave, and it sounds like you know, like the wind howling again. No, it's a killer dragon, and he's chilling on top of the cave, like just hanging upside down. Oh, but you can't oh. see him. You have to call him. You have to do certain things in the cave to make him go, oh, hell no, I'm coming down there. <laughs> so he just comes out of nowhere, basically. He pretty much does, yeah. He's, wow. he's a very dark black uh, dragon you almost can't see. Yeah. I think he gives you, like, one specific shout. That's wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's not a bad boss. He's just kind of like, eh, I'm back. So I, I remember spending too long in that cave because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and in wrapping up... Uh, as well, I also wanted to say thanks to Alex for attending on such short notice. I know we were kind of desperate for people in this situation because it was originally just going to be me and Andrew, but yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I never did never did the uh, intro. Uh, Eric, Equalizer13 on Twitch. 
Y'all know me. <laughs> Scoop up up. Alex Fatherly. Yeah. And Alex Fatherly, uh, Fatherly Stream, uh, Twitch.tv slash Fatherly Stream. Yeah, we never did the intro. We just. <laughs> eh, better good. late than never. Yeah, it's all good. And uh, we'll see you guys in part two. That is not the record button. But if I want to talk like this and we want to do a good test. Have you or a loved one experienced salt? Have you or a loved one experienced salt?